Now broadcasting from the Next Gen Conservative Studio in sunny South Florida. Bringing you the latest in politics, current events, and pop culture. This is the Whitfield Report with Sam Whitfield. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Whitfield Report. And, uh, you know, I think everyone knows what we're going to be talking about today <laughs> because it's been all over the news this weekend. Right, A yeah. <laughs> SteamOS uh, 3.5 updates coming out. It's going to be huge. It's going to change everything. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about Trump, right? elephant in the room yeah i mean listen a lot of people wanted uh me to do a show on saturday uh because and i i told people on you know on twitter to you know wait until monday because honestly and even now this is the case we're recording this at what 3 15 in the afternoon eastern standard time and we still don't know exactly what's exactly is happening with this um you know i guess potential arrest that could be happening either tomorrow or sometime later this week if it even happens at all um right so like we have to let's trace back to what's the source of all of this because it's not in a it's not like the new york district attorney's office uh put out a statement or anything right so we have an anonymous source leak supposedly from within the district attorney's office in uh manhattan who this anonymous person has leaked information that at some point in the near future imminently uh that Donald Trump would be indicted on some charge related to Stormy Daniels. It's it's not sp- clear what charge specifically, um, but we know it's related to the Stormy Daniels case, or that's what the anonymous source says. We always have to remember anonymous sources, like people kind of get past that and get caught up in the hype. But this all comes from an anonymous source. Uh, and that's what we know is that they potentially would arrest Trump this week. And that was leaked out to the press probably sometime Friday evening is probably when the first leak happened. That's usually how these things go, right? Because the the weekend news cycle shit. Um, and then it just spread like wildfire. I would say Saturday was the first time most people were really talking about it. And it didn't slow down from there uh, on Sunday either. But still, we don't have any indictment. We don't have any arrest. We don't have any official statement uh, from anybody except Trump saying, if they're going to arrest me, you know, you should protest it. It's a miscarriage of justice. It's a political hack job. That This is a political thing. I, I can get into why I think that. Um, obviously, yeah. that that's, we are biased to kind of believe that. Ladies and gentlemen, I know, shocker, the guy with the Trump banner behind him has a little bit of a bias, but um, it just seems to be that it, it it is a political thing because this is a case that has been settled. The Stormy Daniels case has been settled in court, and she was actually fined $300,000 for 
for defamation for the claims that she made about Trump in her book. However, the Michael Cohen thing uh, is is supposedly what this is related to. And the brief version of that is he was a former Trump attorney who has turned uh, state's evidence and also Orange Man Bad TDS and has been making all kinds of claims for years. And what that led to was at the same time, uh, you know, uh, this Trump derangement syndrome crowd, the district attorney in question in Manhattan, she actually ran for that office on the premise that she was going to charge Donald Trump with a crime. And she said she was willing to change laws and statutes to get that done. And it does appear that she has managed to do that at least enough to get a grand jury indictment. And I think it's really important to point out that a grand jury indictment is not really proof of anything except um, that, you know, you, you got indicted. Uh, the old adage is you could indict a ham, san- a ham sandwich if you want to, because a grand jury is more likely to come back with, because the standard of evidence for a grand jury is probable cause. Right. Is there right. is there probable cause to bring this to trial? You know, and of course, they even factor in to bring it to trial potentially means there could be a plea deal before trial. But it's leverage for the district attorneys to to get those kind of plea deals or to bring a controversial case to a trial. And so it's really easy to convince a grand jury to bring something to trial. So Trump being indicted doesn't prove or disprove anything. And that's really important to keep in mind. Right. And I, I was I was actually listening to uh, Dan Bongino's podcast uh, earlier this morning, and he made the point that, you know, a, a lot of people on our side, they do like to go w- with the whole oh, this is a deep state uh, Jason Bourne type conspiracy thing because that because that's, you know, sexy. It makes it seem edgy and whatnot. But what this is really, I think he was correct. And potentially this. there's a grain of truth, right? Maybe not the whole I mean, truth, but certainly there are people within intelligence agencies and, and everywhere else within the government that have a vested interest in trying to screw Trump, particularly as he's running for president. Like, oh, and th- that's the thing that they all want to deny. They act like they're being objective, but oh, sure, everybody, sure. everybody but them. No, no, I was going to say everybody but them sees through it. No, they see through it too, but it's politically advantageous to. Well, uh, the term is tactical ignorance. They're yeah. using tactical ignorance to try and uh, pretend like they don't know. Oh, no, this isn't about punishing our political enemies. No, no, no. Uh, nobody's above the law. Well, the thing with it Except is too, that though, they change the law. They literally are saying we will change the law to get this outcome. That's yeah, political hatchet job. That's what that is. Well, the the other thing that he was saying though too that I that I've kind of been saying all weekend is this doesn't have to be like some you know deep state whole conspiracy thing because what the DNC wants is they want. They want Trump's mugshot so that they can so that they can post it and, you know, use it in TVs and commercials and, you know, web banners and get the, oh, here's Trump, here's Trump's 
mugshot now. He well, now and, and they know now that DeSantis he really is a faction bad guy. exists. Right. Whatever whatever anybody feels about DeSantis himself and the potential between a face off from them, and we've we've already talked about this last week on the show, right? Like there's a lot yeah. there. Whatever anybody feels about that, from the left's point of view, they smell that blood, so to speak, of that DeSantis faction. And they are going to say, oh, well, look at this. He's a he's a filthy criminal. And here you have DeSantis and he's a clean, upstanding guy. They're going to push him. And but that doesn't that doesn't, in my opinion, uh, reflect necessarily on DeSantis himself. No, but what does reflect on him is that as of the last time I checked, which admittedly I haven't checked uh, since this morning, he has had nothing to say about any of this. And it would be politically expedient in my opinion for him to say a citizen of my state is not going to be mistreated by the government that's all he has to say he doesn't have to say i think trump's innocent just you know we're not going to allow you to frog march him out of mar-a-lago yeah i mean that i mean that is kind of you know it is it is suspicious even for me and i'm i'm you know i'm a i love DeSantis. It is kind of fishy that he hasn't said anything as of the recording of this podcast. Now, to, to play devil's advocate, even though I could say that maybe he doesn't know what to say. Maybe right. he's worried that whatever he says is a trap. I can understand all that, but it's more important for him to just say, look, we're not going to let any abuse of the law happen to a citizen of my state. And, I mean, and a friend, because, you know, they've had their disagreements, right? But they've also, he, Trump has also campaigned for him right. and with him. I, I don't think that there's serious p personal animosity between the two. That would well, be absurd to me. Well, even, even, my, even Mike Pence, who, you know, former Vice President Mike Pence, who, from what I understand, you know, it's kind of come out, and maybe this is false, but it's, you know, it's kind of come out that he and Trump, I guess, didn't exactly get along behind the scenes. And right. even he, uh, you know, today said that this was a witch hunt and that this was an abuse of power and very wrong. Right. Because unless you're a Democrat, there's no political downside to doing that. And so if DeSantis is unsure, then he needs to realize that, it, it, you know, and 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 come out. And it, and if he's if it's any other reason, then there's good reason to be suspicious of him. If he's just unsure, I can actually understand that. Well, well, speaking of the Democrats, though, it is interesting that you bring up the Democrats because um, I was so when when the story broke, I was actually uh, I I was actually uh, out. I actually went out to breakfast on Saturday, and I, I had my iPad with me, so I, I was watching a uh, Newsmax and just this, you know, the Saturday show. And when the when the story broke, and uh, they actually had Barney Frank, uh, <laughs> my boy, my boy lollipop for you old Rush Limbaugh fans out there, and even Barney Frank was saying that, you know, even as a Democrat, this was. You know, this was not, this was kind of unprecedented that the, you know, the former president would get arrested. And he didn't seem entirely sure that it was a good idea. And that's a, that's a Democrat saying that. So, mm. 
he's uh he's also a democrat that yeah i uh, personally despise being he's from my state of course oh oh yeah I, oh yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that like he's on our side or whatnot but no no you're I'm... saying that even barney frank isn't this stupid that's, right i that's yeah. why i wanted to point it out it's it's absurd because Barney Frank is one of the most far left people in Congress for fucking ever. God, he's been there certainly before I was born. Yeah, well, I mean, Barney Barney Frank is also, you know, we we were talking at the Connie last week. Barney Frank is kind of the is one of the reasons why the whole uh, thing is kind of messed up. So mm -hmm. Frank Dodd and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm aware and, and and more aware than most. Right. That he the, the the usual ones that people know on a national level are like Nancy and Maxine Waters and and those people. But Barney Frank is one of the most despicable people in Congress. <coughs> and even he's not despicable enough to try frog marching his political opponent in, in handcuffs over some really, really ridiculous stuff that would frankly giving payouts at all if that's what the problem is giving payouts for inappropriate behavior congress better be fucking worried then shouldn't they if if that can lead to you being frog marched around they're they're all in a lot of trouble because how many of them can't keep their hands to them fucking selves yeah well i mean it it's double it's double standards mm-hmm Barney Frank himself has some allegations with with uh, let's just say younger men, you know, and I'm not saying that any of it is necessarily true. Um, and, and their argument is that they say that because he's a open homosexual and that, you know, but whatever that to me, to me, these victims that have come out and, and made these allegations, uh, you know, there's a story there. And so he should maybe not want to see this kind of thing right now it makes sense right they should all be really concerned if that's the state of things also even if even if it's not right even if we're not actually going after people that have actually made payouts but it's the other precedent that's now being set and i said this about the impeachments and i'm gonna triple say it about this is that okay i've supported impeaching joe biden since before he was president why well, because they impeached Trump and now it's just a political thing. They impeached Trump because they just had enough votes for an impeachment and they knew that they couldn't get a conviction and they did it again. So if we're just impeaching presidents, then OK, you impeach our guy, we'll impeach your guy. That's politics now. Right. And now we're going to do you arrest our guy, we'll arrest your guy. Well, OK, then the moment Joe Biden's out of office, I want him in, in jail. Yeah, well, I mean, the, so the last big cope on this that I've heard, because I, I do follow some, you know, I like to see what the enemy camp is saying. They're trying to like tr liken Trump to Al Capone and, you know, saying that like, oh, you know, th this is just like Al Capone. Al, Al Capone never actually got caught on any, any of the criminal things that he did. He got, he got caught on tax evasion. And this is, this is a similar thing. A, not even close, right? To what Trump and Al Capone are nowhere. The close investigations to. into Al Capone haven't got a fucking ounce of shit on the Mueller report. Well, I well, I would also argue that, you know, 
the Al Capone actually at the time he had more power and influence over Chicago, right? He had he had more he had more political influence at his time than Trump does right now, right? Trump doesn't really have any like actual political power other than you know well to... certainly not the kind of political power to have the actual government and actual law enforcement cover up and like murders right because right. that's what Al Cap- like let, we got to put this in frame is like al capone killed people many people at least 14 that we're aware of and didn't that wasn't what took him down but that's because why would the you know obviously murder is is generally a, a state or or a county issue how they they handle the law enforcement of it and so like if the state and county officials are in his pocket there's no chance that they're going to indict him for murder right so you, you grease the right palms but trump I, trump is the most investigated uh person in america alive today i would say yeah, I think I think that's a safe assumption. Maybe, maybe second one be Alex Jones, but yeah, Trump is definitely um, up there. But but even even Alex Jones versus Trump, Trump has orders of magnitude more investigated than him because oh, yeah. there's so many people digging into every corner to find anything and making shit up that they can just like uh, I, you know it's silly, you know, and we laugh at it. But all the like the poopy diaper stuff that a lot of the reply guys do, right? It's like ah, pee pee poo poo, ha ha, Trumpy diaper, right? Like even down to that, they there are people whose entire you know existence is looking at pictures of Trump's ass to see if they think he has a fucking diaper on. Yeah, geez, thanks, thanks for that, Nick Fuentes. Very cool. Yeah, so. <laughs> so. they're they're keeping the so. the specially abled employed, you know. <laughs> well well you know so, well someone someone has to so um you know if any if if anyone knows about you know peak optics it's that guy so and yeah. and so and they, I mean, they've investigated all of his finances they investigated every business he's ever been part of they've investigated all of his tax returns and what wasn't the tax return supposed to be the big thing that was going to get him well, we, we released the tax returns. Why didn't they get them? Because the reality doesn't conform to their vision. Their vision is that Trump is an evil mob boss criminal. And the reality is he's probably one of the most squeaky clean people in the world. And he kind of had to be to get to the position that he was in. Yeah, well, ruthless. Even... Sure. He was a ruthless businessman. He fucked tons of people over in the course of getting to where he got to. Nobody's denying that. But in terms of like illicit, illegal activities, it seems like they come up pretty fucking short looking for that. Well, yeah. And also, but also if you, if you talk to any like real, you know, real estate moguls in, in New York city, and I actually have, um, before, that whole that whole industry that Trump is in, particularly in New York City, is cutthroat. Yes, a few years ago, people were saying, "Oh, you know, Trump was involved with the, with the mob, you know, in in construction." 
Well, so was everybody. So was everybody. He was. The... He was involved in in actually going to like war with them financially. He was negotiating prices of property with them. He was he was tougher than them in a lot of cases, and that's why he came out on top. Yeah. But... So he dealt with the mob, but not as a buddy, as right. as a business rival. Yeah. And and in in such they also respected him because they knew he was a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and he, one... and he did so without goons on the streets giving out beatings, right? Yeah, that's exactly what uh that's exactly what Michael Francis, the uh the mob boss turned uh YouTuber said about him. I don't know if you've ever, ever like listened mm-hmm. to any of his podcast, but he nope. he uh he's actually yeah, he he's uh he's a pretty he's a he's uh he's a pretty interesting character but yeah that's that is exactly what he said about trump that he basically like you know he basically he was better at negotiating than the mob than the mafia was but he but he also said at the time when trump was big in that game all of the developers were we're going to we're having to interact with the mob at some point because the mob runs the unions yes so here's the thing for people that i I, if you're blue collar and you're listening right now you know what the fuck i'm talking about i don't have to explain it to you but like anybody that's not worked in the, the blue collar construction or any industry like that like doesn't realize like what the unions really are and kind of how they operate but especially in new york Right. It, it is a very mob like organization in and of itself. And then when you have an area that has a mob, they're going to control that. Right. Because it's politically advantageous and financially advantageous. Yeah. So the mob controls all your average construction workers in the union in terms of being able to send them to job sites. They can even, you know, hey, you know, you're a big, strong guy. You work for a living. Why? Why don't we give you a couple grand and you go break his legs over there? Like they can recruit them for things. They can get them to uh, create picket lines and be actual physical muscle on the ground without, again, just being, you know, a goon in a suit that beats people up. And yes, this is the dirty underbelly of New York politics. That's why it's disgusting. Right. And Trump in that environment, through sheer force of will, out negotiated these unions that were run by the mob. Yeah, well, the 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 other argument that I've heard is, well, that's only because he had his daddy's money to do so. And my response is, well, he made good use of his of his father's money. Then that's all I mean, he... that idea to me is is kind of really sick. This idea that you're not allowed to build off your generational wealth, like I don't understand why people get into that mindset if they're not a commie of course you can excuse the far left for that but i've heard you know center left and even some people on the center right say that that kind of stuff well yeah and i've even heard libertarians say that kind of stuff yeah which is which is weird because like when i when i was growing up like getting generational wealth and having and then having your kids build off that generational wealth is that's the dream yeah, that that is that is the American dream personified. I think that's the human dream for your kids to do better than yeah. you did, right? Like as a father with a with a young son, you know, an elementary school son, like all all I hope to do 
is live long enough to pass down like, you know, my, you know, morals and values and leave him with something behind so that he can do better than I did. Yeah. Or at least try. And so like, yeah, resenting somebody for that is it's a really uh, disingenuous argument because then it would be like, oh, well, so you plan to, you know, what, leave your kids nothing? Probably a lot of them are just probably going to leave their kids debt. I would imagine. Uh, well, 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 a lot. You know, a rever lot. Reverse mortgage the house and fucking take well, off to Vegas, right? Well, a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, you know, not not all of them, but like a lot of these, even even a lot of these conservative boomers are like, well, I had to pull myself up from my bootstraps, so my, you know. My I'm sorry, are... boomers. I'm sorry, but that narrative isn't true. You were gifted the most prosperous and wealthy time in human history, and you sucked every last dollar out of the system, and you left your kids, not even the home, because you sold the home back to the bank so that you could go on a cruise. So, no, you didn't pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Actually, the greatest generation, your parents, built everything for you, and you shit all over it. And you left us with the bill. Yeah. No, granted, I, I can I can agree that our the our not mind, all, not all, not all, but most. Well, yeah. yeah, and I mean look, does do the millennials and Gen Z have issues? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But <laughs> But oh, they won't. They won't be safe. If I'm on your show long enough, they won't be safe from my criticisms either. Trust me. Well, what? Well, Gen X either. <laughs> well, listen, well, listen though. It's it's funny because we we talk at like we talk at like you know in our culture we talk at like uh you know transitioning and I identify as I'm a I'm a millennial who chooses to identify as Gen X. And you have to acknowledge me because that's how I feel. I am, I am a Gen, I am a Gen Xer. Damn, well, I don't. It's, it's weird how they define it because you'll see different people use different years, and that's because that 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 kind of categorization is actually missing the point. So let me ask you this: What generation would you consider your parents? I mean, definitely baby boomers. Then, my, my, then you're a millennial. My dad, well, my my dad was born in like '61, and my yeah, mom, my mom was born in 1957. Because so. because how it actually like pans out in reality is like the greatest generation birthed the boomers, and then and then there was a the Jonesy generation or whatever the fuck they call it that was uh, birthed by the silent generation in between, right? And then, and, but the, the boomers is the important because it's kind of the starting point of all this. The boomers kids are the millennials, right? Technically. Um, and, and, but the, the kid, the Gen X, right? Are the, they're from like the uh, Jonesy generation and Gen X are the parents of the Zoomers. And so like these two generations kind of crisscross each other, if that makes sense, a, as we go yeah. on. Yeah. And so like, that's why you'll see such a massively difference uh, in the values of millennials versus Zoomers or Gen X versus Boomers, because they're actually like from kind of opposing generations throughout the system. But there was a chink in the armor is that the Boomers was such a large generation that they completely enveloped everything. 
and they took power and and uh, a lot of the the spheres very very early on as a generation like when they when they turned 18 they were already taking over the college campuses that's what the hippie movement was it was boomers asserting their political influence and uh, they've never stopped and they've only gained power and they've never given it up either so gen x also gen x had kind of a predisposition towards not wanting to get involved right uh a lot of them a lot of the best people of gen x went on to be like like a, a doolittle last week guest a great great show by the way was um a perfect example they went into business they went into the private sector uh they went into things that were um moving things forward and in, in technology and finance and things like that you know and of course the cynical version too is like a lot of gen x just kind of coasted along and didn't amount to anything but like that ignores that there was some really heavy hitters in gen x as well you're talking about your your gates whether people like him or not that was discussed on the doolittle pod watch the doolittle episode if you haven't audience really yeah. um but so the, these gen x people kind of didn't didn't go towards uh public policy and civics they went towards uh business and and uh, technology and things like that and um but it wouldn't have mattered because they really they couldn't outvote the boomer block and they had conflicting values so gen x never took power at all and they were kind of the complacent generation in that way they did take some power in finance and technology and silicon valley is a product of basically that that gen x technology branch and so that's the only power base that the boomers didn't completely control i would say um and that's why it tends to be more radical left than most of the other establishment because it comes from a, a younger demographic uh primarily right and so so then the millennials as the children of the boomers we did get raised with a lot of those uh boomerisms like bootstraps and um back in my day you know uh, uh kids would you know get spanked and they would behave and da 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 like we were raised with the boomers kind of worldview but also the boomers problems because the boomers as a generation were much like exponentially higher in uh drug and alcohol abuse they were exponentially higher in divorce suicide uh than any previous generation and this yeah. is a thing i don't see people talk about often but that runs off to their children which are the millennials and that yeah. same uh dynamic is happening with the gen x and the zoomers in a way where the gen x uh is raised them with their values which tend to be more extreme to the left than the boomers values right and that's that's why there's a massive conflict i think of zoomers and millennials millennials were raised frankly more conservatively even the leftist ones well the the other thing too it i i actually explained this to uh and know. again i'm generalizations are not an attack on your favorite person right i i have boomers i love too just as much as everybody else does yeah um, we, i don't want to i don't want to be like oh i'm demonizing a whole group of people i'm just trying to explain right uh demographics yeah and that and that's the case for both of us well, to be like one of the most stark differences between us, you and I as millennials, and say Gen Z, like, mm, I'm just going to use, 
I'm going to use Medicar Fembot as an example of oof of this. Um, Someone's going to clip that. Yeah, well, hopefully it's hopefully it's in, in context. Um, I, you and I, both grew up with you and I both grew up with the internet, but we weren't born we weren't born into the internet age. Right. We we kind of grew up with it. In fact, um, I was I was an outlier niche nerd that got on the internet before everybody else, and even I am less like born into it than they are like right. i i got online in bbs boards in the early 90s and it still amazes me how like terminally online a lot of zoomers are but it's not surprising considering they've been bombarded with it since well birth. whereas like i i think that medica Fembot and you know faith vickers and, and the zoomers like i remember a world before facebook and before the social media age of the internet I don't know, you know, I don't, they might because they're, they're in an S7, but generally I don't know many Zoomers that don't, I don't know many Zoomers or many, you know, Gen Alpha or, or whatever your, you know, whatever your son's generation is. Yeah, Gen they, Alpha. Yeah, they, they were all born into, they were born into a, an era where social media already existed. Mm -hmm. and social media i think that's the difference actually yeah see we were born into the internet they were born into social media and social media is a completely different animal yeah the very notion that you would like name yourself and and give out like your location on the internet is like what when it first came when facebook and like myspace and stuff first came out my generation absolutely all used aliases because it was like ingrained yeah. in us that you don't, you know, you say ASL, right? But like location, it's like your age, ASL. We have to explain in case the Zoomer is watching. ASL is age, sex, location. We used to shorthand that uh, to people because we were all anonymous, right? Uh, we yeah. were just screen names on the internet. And uh, location generally meant like the Northeast or the Southwest or even maybe your state. Yeah but no more than that ever. And, and many times people would lie about their location for the same reasons. So we were raised into like a non culture, even before it like had a term like that. Like we all preferred, you know, to be screen names because that's how it was. And we were told that if we weren't, it was a bad thing. It was scary. Yeah. yeah so social me like, Social media for me for a long time wasn't me going on Facebook. It was going on comic book web forums, like actual right. web forums, which I, I you would go on a forum for a specific topic. There'd be off topic like boards there. Maybe yeah. you could talk about a couple other things, but the primary reason that you go there was to talk to other people that shared an interest. And it could be anything from, like you said, comic books to coding to, fucking um jerking off right like there's there's a forum for everything somewhere i'm sure and people talking yeah. about it and that's how the internet and everybody was just a screen name and that's how the internet basically used to be then came like the geo cities era where everybody had their own web page uh that was like tacky and full of like my favorite band and all this shit uh which led to myspace 
where they made like a dedicated page in a, in a kind of connected network. And that was, you know, people want to say Facebook, people want to say Twitter, but like MySpace really changed everything because that's the template still to this day where you have the interconnected network of pages where people can cross communicate with each other. Yeah. Instead of on a specific topic, just life in general. Yeah, I mean, and I th I think the other thing, thing too is, I mean, along with social media, the, the smartphone. Uh, right, you know. accelerated it. Because now, instead of having to set up a computer and sit down and, you know, learn a operating system that you might not know. A lot of, uh, a lot of people, even in my generation, really never touched computers. So they didn't get... Like the millennial generation, I would say probably at least a third of them didn't get online until smartphones, like at all. Right. Yeah. That that's even a lot of my friends still, you know, like they weren't really online until they had a smartphone. So yeah. I and and I, and even then, a lot of them will still keep it minimalist, where they'll have a Twitter, but or a Facebook, but they're not posting a lot. Uh, and it's because their their family bullies. Yeah, hey, you gotta get on because all the old people are on Facebook, right? So your family members are like, yeah, get on Facebook and share pictures of the kid. I have an excuse yeah. now. Yeah. I got banned. <laughs> I uh, amazingly, I I haven't gotten banned from Facebook, but that's because I that's because I never go on there. So um, at least I really not. didn't post a lot. They just, I, they, I was at straight pride Boston and that was apparently a fucking <laughs> nuclear offense. I, I used to put, I used to post on Facebook, like back when I was in high school a lot, but like that was that that was also, you know, back when I was a stupid teenager. And when I was in high school, like there was a whole thing of like relationship statuses were like a whole thing. And it was. It was pretty fucking. I mean, it's I am. I am uh, thankful that I have been in a committed long-term relationship so long as to never have to really think about statuses as a thing. Except, yeah. except that because Facebook nuked me from orbit, orbit deleted every picture of me and every tag of me. They also changed my wife's status to single. <laughs> oh, shit. They, they they unpersoned me from my own marriage. Facebook was really mad. And that's why I don't use their platform, you know? Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well the well this whole thing of like of people like you need to you need to date more, Sam, and they may be right, but their solution is just get on Tinder. Fuck no. I'm not I'm not doing I refuse to get on Tinder. I refuse to get on uh, TikTok. Now, that, you'll have that, to forgive me, but on this one, uh, I have to rely on what young guys tell me about that. But as I understand it, Tinder's a waste of time for men anyway, because yeah, it is. Women, uh, women, they like to like swipe and they like to get messages back to make them feel good. But the and, and you'll hear this from like the the MGTOWs and the incel types that. Oh, well, they're, you know, the 80% of them are hooking up with like the 10% of top 10% of guys. There's truth to that. 
But the vast majority of women on Tinder, and there are studies to back this up too, but I, I mostly get it from like anecdotes from what young guys talk about. They're not responding back and they're blocking most of them. And they're just really looking for like validation. Like I'm hot because all these guys liked my picture. Right. And, 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 but so am I saying that online dating is, is out of the question? No, I I actually know people that have gotten married and and quite happy that way. Uh, Just the TikTok, I'm sorry, Tinder. Uh, People seem to put a lot of stock in it. And whether people say it's a hookup app, you know, just a casual sex or a dating app to like meet people. Either way, it does seem to not be the ideal or very efficient at it. No, it well, plus they have a horrible interface, which from a nerd perspective also, you know, I would know. (laughs) I I know that there's the like swipe left and right gimmick and like that's actually really smart. Right. Um, it, it, It throws back to like, remember hot or not dot com. Yeah, yeah, that well that that's what it is. It's Yeah. It yeah, it's it's hot or not for a generation that claims that hot or not is bad somehow. And it's right, like, it's it's hot or not and sometimes people get laid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they they reinvented the wheel, but um no, it 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 does seem like it's it's tough out there for a young guy, but uh I I'm quite glad to not have to navigate it, but I will say this: it wasn't easy when I was that age either. When I no. was a young single, well, guy. well, and, and well, and that's the thing is, it never is for any for any gen for any generation. If any if any young guys having trouble with women are fucking watching this, and I I I hope not. I think our audience are a bunch of alpha chads, but um, just just talk to girls, just say hi, start there. Yeah, just it's- trust me on that. When you see a girl. At the cashier, you know, just, just, hey, how you doing? Nice, nice day, right? Yeah. Simple. Keep it simple. That'll build your confidence. It'll go a long way. Just trust me. Yeah, I mean, small talk. It's it's worked for it's worked for me. So, also pro also pro tip too. Do not do not spurg out about politics as like a as like an opening opening line i bring that up specifically because listen i i did that when i was a teenager uh it didn't i saw you from across the room and you i wanted you to be my trad cat wife <laughs> yeah yeah, uh... yeah you gotta have a little fucking tact you gotta uh, girls like a guy who's funny. Girls like a guy who's fun, and girls like a guy who's nice. Yeah, girl. Yeah, girls like all that. But, but let me tell you, girls are not uh, interested in. Well, most girls, I should say, are not interested. At least not on the first day of. Well, which libertarian economic, uh, you know, philosophy do you? Girls, there's a pro tip. Girls aren't interested in politics, and if they are, it's a red flag. And that means yeah. that even if she's yeah. interested, even if she's of your political stripe, that's still a red flag because girls naturally aren't political. They they have to be brought into it, and it's a sign that maybe there might be more going on there, and it's something you should be concerned about because yeah, I, women in general end up falling very close in the political spectrum to their husbands or their significant other. 
yeah i can i can i can tell you from experience uh going to a few like you know young republican uh conventions yeah that is definitely that is definitely true and so, the more extreme her politics are the bigger the red flag well yeah and that and that's pretty much like not to get too off topic, but there's a reason why the hot and crazy. Oh, we've show already gotten. We were supposed to be talking about exists. Trump getting arrested. We've been well, off topic. <laughs> we, well, we what, what, else, off. what else? What else? There is there really to say about Trump getting? I mean, they're really. I, th I think we already yeah. nailed it. I think uh, we're now waiting to see if it's real. I think the important thing was to lead with that it's an anonymous source. And the, yeah. the charge is something stemming from an incident that had already been settled. And the, an indictment is not a conviction. But other than that, what else can we say? Uh, well, actually, I got one. I think that there is a faction within the Democrats, and it's probably the people doing this, that want Trump to win. The whole election, actually. Do you want to hear why? Yeah. Have I, I got I your attention? <laughs> yeah, well, you've got my attention and you've got the hopefully you've got the audience's attention. I, I hope so. Well, it's because Joe Biden refuses to not run and they're willing to cost the election to him because they know this will martyr Trump essentially. Right? You know, in in a you know, metaphorical sense. They're they're treating him like a martyr, right? And they know that that's going to garner support for him. And they know that at that point, he's probably going to win a general election. If they don't know this, then they're stupid. But I think there's a faction of them, at least, that know this. And that, that faction comes from the far left. Because Joe Biden isn't extreme enough for them anyway. He's refusing to step down, essentially. And they figure... If they can crash Joe Biden from not being reelected and he loses the rematch to Trump, they can make the case that it was caused by his liberal policies and how they could fix that is with more socialistic ones. And so they're going to try and reform and take over the party. Uh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that it's true. I've seen talkings of them that suggest this to be the case uh, i i can't say who's a part of this faction or if any of them have the power to do so but it does seem like the the charges are stemming from that kind of mentality rather than a we're gonna stop him you know that the irony is they might want to stop joe biden because the chaos that that would cause may allow them to take control also factor in mind in this kind of harkens right back to what we were talking about 2024 will be the first election where the boomers are not the majority voting demographic the millennials are that changes yeah. things because boomers have been a reliable demographic. now they're still there you know there there's just less of them than had been previously and more millennials voting than had been previously that's the difference 2028 comes along that divides even bigger 2032 boomers are a smaller demographic at that point than all the other major generations because even at that point uh gen alpha will be a voting age 
So the decline of the boomer's power is coming because father time comes for us all. But um, it's going to make the ability for like the far left again, I, like I said, they motivated by that kind of um, Gen X Zoomer uh, radicalism, right? Can then make the case. Look, we let the neolibs have Biden. We didn't even want him, but we let them have him to take down Trump. And look what happened the second time he refused to step aside. And what happened? Orange man beat him. And now we got a fascist in office. So we need to reform this Democrat party. And we need to get rid of those neolibs. We yeah, need we, get, we need to get Bill Maher out of here. Well, and, and again, that's why I'm saying He's a racist anyway. Well, and, and that's and that's why I'm saying. Uh, it doesn't matter if Trump actually gets like arrested. What the Dems want, right. they want, they want that mug, they want the, the mugshot of Trump. I don't even one. think I don't like they do. You're not wrong, but I don't even think the arrest matters or an indictment at this point. All they needed to do was the rumor itself. That's why I hark on that it's a fucking anonymous source. Yeah. Because an anonymous source in the last few years, if you've been paying attention, sometimes means bullshit. Oh, oh just yeah. Just flat out bullshit. And, and and that's not just a recent thing. Uh can I can I give the biggest spoiler in like American politics history? Please, please do. Deep throat wasn't a real person. Deep throat was Woodward and Bernstein. They made it up themselves to get a fucking warrant, to get fucking investigations going. Anonymous sources are cover for bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to go off on that one, but it matters a lot that the most influential and important anonymous source in American legal history was a figment of the writer's imagination in order to con the public into getting an investigation going, which was essentially a witch hunt against Richard Nixon. Thank you. I see. I've I actually held that opinion for years. Well, I held the opinion that Richard Nixon did nothing wrong. Uh, uh, opening trade with China, but that's the only one that I would. Well, to. yeah, that. But but who could have? Well, well, who yeah, could have well, predicted it. Okay, that. But like in regards to what I what I'm. I'm sorry. I should have specified when it came when it comes to Watergate. Uh, Nixon did nothing. Right. Nothing yeah. wrong. And and um, like for a lot of people don't know the history. Of course, G. Gordon Liddy famously took the fall for it, and under oath and in Congress admitted that it was his plan, his idea. Uh, I don't know why that kind of gets forgotten. Uh, they did. They purposely didn't tell him. They didn't tell. Richard Nixon what they were doing because they were concerned it might be illegal so they didn't want to implicate him in it so they you know rogue government agents went off the reservation where have we heard that before it seems a pretty common refrain these days yeah well I mean rogue you know rogue government agents that's like every Hollywood movie ever yeah well that's like every mass shooter <laughs> oh yeah. sorry Oh, too far. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, we're canceled off. Oh, <laughs> shit. We're canceled off YouTube for, for sure now. Oh, wait. We already were. Uh, um, speaking of YouTube, um, 
see how I segued there. Um, that was perfect. So, so apparently, uh, Max, you 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 yourself have a nice little show on the internet called "Cringing Over Coffee." Uh, but as you explained to me, uh, you're backing up things because um, YouTube's new CEO, and this is why he said a few weeks ago, like. When it comes to YouTube booting me off the platform, I'm not really worried about it because I feel like it was going to happen anyway, especially with this, especially with this new policy coming around and this new guy, uh, which is basically, as I understand it, uh, you can now be banned for basically criticizing other creators. Yeah, the, on the so, platform. So they're taking a page out of the Twitch book which is to specifically uh, ban create what they call creator on creator harassment. Now the terms uh, you can go read the terms of service on this yourself. The change is now in effect, but basically this means, for example, uh, I'm going to use the most famous one. Uh, of course we, we sometimes laugh at the second most famous one, but we're going to talk about Chris Chan. You can't criticize Chris Chan on YouTube anymore for anything because he has a YouTube. So that's creator on creator harassment. So if you show videos of him doing stupid shit, you could potentially have your channel banned and it will be fully like legitimate as far as YouTube is concerned. Uh, I know a lot of times people argue about this, but like you have to remember, I know nobody likes hearing it because it's what people say, but it's, it is a private company and they can do that. And that's why we live in such a great age where we can be over here on Odyssey or over here on Rumble or over here on, you're on Spotify. So you, you're bigger than me, but uh, iTunes, whatever, right? There's other places for you to go and, and share your, your content without having to worry about that because yeah, Look, as a guy that does lol cow content on Cringing Over Cough, that's basically what I do. I don't cover the big ones like Chris Chan or Ethan Ralph. Uh, I have my own little stable of weirdos that are fu very funny. And, um, you know, some of them don't hate me. Some of them don't consider it harassment because they have a sense of humor. Uh, big shout out to Dice Golden specifically, who's uh, taken a lot of my criticisms and, and used them to change his content for the better. So uh no what i think i do is a service uh i believe in bullying uh so i don't believe it's harassment but i do think it's bullying and i think that bullying is a positive force in society you know i i actually i actually believe the same thing uh they can go over the line obviously oh yeah. you know before anybody oh max thinks you know this instance of bullying where they killed a kid is bad no like a uh, perfect example uh, the, the, the jocks at the school, uh, in Columbine who, uh, raped Eric Harris in the shower, like that bullying a bit too fucking far. And it's look, I'm not saying he was justified in what he did. He certainly was not, but, but it makes it a lot more understand understandable. <laughs> yeah. You know, any man who, you know, could picture getting gang raped in a shower at 16 years old can maybe understand the fucking anger behind it, if not the actual actions. Yeah, but but then there but then there's the flip side, which again goes to Gen Z and their social media, which is 
No bullying at all. Which is, he posted a mean meme of me on yeah. on Facebook. I'm going to commit suicide now because of... Well, it's it's more than that, right? It's and, like, and um, not to your, say your that... opinion is bad. Oh, this is harassment and bullying. <laughs> Which, you know, look, I've said this before. We're living in a time where the two opposite extremes get magnified because it's the internet and you know uh that's just the way thing to paraphrase a clean version of tyler the creator uh how is cyberbullying real just get off the computer yeah just just walk away and that's still true and this is a i think a thing that people forget and, you know, I was out like I told you, I was like, oh, yeah, uh, Sam, I, I got to do my run and then and then we'll catch up and do the show, you know, and I'm out on my run. My God, it's a beautiful day. I, I was was laughing during your intro because it's from sunny South Florida. And I'm like, yeah, today I'm from sunny Massachusetts where it's a whopping 50. Uh, and that to me is a fucking heat wave. Beautiful day. I'm out there walking, saying, saying hi, little old ladies and. And just being uh, just out in the world, I I had my phone on because I listen to music, but I keep it in my pocket. You know, I don't, I'm I'm detached. I'm out there enjoying myself or sometimes, you know, take my kid to the park. All I'm saying is all I'm saying is we spend way too much time worrying about shit in the little idiot box in front of us. And it actually has less of an impact on your day to day life than you might think. And if you just kind of turn the idiot box off sometimes, you might find yourself with a little less stress. Yeah. No, and that and that and that kind of goes back to my point of that that is that is why. And I, I love folks, for those of you who listen, I love you, but I'm not, I'm not going to name anyone specific. Well, you can turn off the idiot box right after the Whitfield report. Well, yeah. I well I, I and love- then turn it back on next week. <laughs> Well, I well, I, I love the folks that listen to this but show, but this is exactly why uh, a few of the people who were DM, who were like tweeting at me and DMing me all panicked. Oh my God, Sam, Trump is getting arrested. You need to get you need to go on stream and talk about this right now. And it was like Saturday morning. I was like, I was like, calm down. It, you know, it, there's nothing to talk about. It's a Saturday morning. I'm going to enjoy my weekend. You go enjoy yours. It was, well, it was a Saturday morning after St. Patty's Day. Aren't you supposed to be like, I'm like not not you in particular, but just generally, aren't you supposed to be like hungover or something? Oh, 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 I, oh, I, I, I will proudly say that like I, I had three Guinnesses. I was hungover, but like I went and got like a. In fact, the re I never got that like seven in the morning on a Saturday that day. The reason why I did was because I, I. I went out to get a breakfast sandwich and that's when I, you know, saw the news and it wasn't like, it wasn't like one of those things like, Oh my God, I need to talk about this, you know, immediately. It was one of those things like, Hmm, well, this should be interesting to see how it goes. So, you know, if it, if this was something like nine, if, if like, if another nine eleven had happened, then yeah, maybe that would be a bit more dire, but you know, like this whole Trump thing might not even, uh, you know, come to fruition. We just don't know yet. Yeah, that's so. why I was really conservative about talking about the topic to start with, because 
it could literally just be that they spread this rumor and it's not they like they don't necessarily think they have something to get the indictment because you got to remember it hasn't gone to the grand jury at least not the last i checked they it certainly didn't go to them on the weekend right right so um we didn't really have anything to go off of so maybe they just Maybe they just put this out to to get this like narrative going. We don't really know anything except it was an anonymous source. And again, I urge everybody listening to take any anonymous source ever for anything with a grain of salt. Yep. Um, as much as I like being anonymous, the problem is it's really hard to verify an anonymous source. Uh, you independently, right? So the journalists who puts out the scoop, they talked to the source and they know that this is the thing that's going on, right? But like for you or me, well, we can't go talk to them because they're anonymous. So we can't really verify it. Yeah. Well, and, well, and so getting back to uh, this whole YouTube th thing though, right. because this does this does all kind of tie in. Uh, what do you think about, what do you think about the new CEO and you know, that's like taking over for the, Susan in terms of like people have said he's an NFT guy. I don't really know much about him. Uh, but what I can say is the first interaction I as like a creator have had with him is uh, him banning a bunch of my friends and uh, striking their videos all immediately under the guise of a new quote unquote harassment policy which doesn't meet the definition of any other form of harassment, by the way, um, certainly not legal harassment. Um, and so again, I stand by the fact that what I do on cringing over coffee is not harassment. I've never encouraged anybody to harass anybody. Um, and it's all in good fun. And uh, I, I actually encourage my guys to make their lives better. They just don't listen, which is kind of what makes it funny, right? Uh, I'm kind of a baby. That's what they don't get. I'm the baby face to the audience who understands what's going on. Um, and they, they come off as a heel because they are like, don't take obviously good advice and think that I'm out to like ruin their life because I laughed at the thing they said. That's right. not harassment. Again, it is bullying. Bullying. Uh, this is my like catchphrase on the issue. Bullying is society's immuno response to aberrant behavior yeah so yeah so you come you come from the gym medical school of uh, on that then then too i i guess so. uh, yeah i would say i i agree with uh mr medical on quite a few things uh regarding that as well as that the best thing to do to the elites is laugh at them he's uh very spot on on that one but um the idea being is that society itself this happened like kids pick on other kids naturally because the other kid is different than them and it's not it's not for the bad and yes yeah, sometimes yeah like like a guy like you could you know there's there's nothing you can do about your lot in life right it's not you didn't choose it it's not something you can change but unfortunately in cases like that the tendency to want to like bully so that you can get the aberrant behavior change also rubs off on people like you right so it, it is a more complex issue than that. But at the end of the day, I think the majority of the time, if somebody is engaged in degenerate or aberrant behavior, um, bullying them or immoral behavior, bullying them is moral, actually. 
Yeah, well, I mean... You can do it in an immoral way. Sure. But it's moral in the sense of, like... I, I see it in the sense of being my brother's keeper, personally. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. There are there are times growing up where I... I wa- I was bullied. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't bullied all the time. Right. Um, but no one ever is. The people that say they were usually full of shit. Yeah. Well, there, there are, there are people who make it seem like they were bullied all the time. And and that, what what happens in those cases is the few, few times they get bullied really has such an impact on them that it feels like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, so this is, this is what one thing where like uh you know i i got i got bullied a lot uh well not a lot but the, the you know one of the things i got bullied on wasn't because i was like a handicap at all it was because i was a political nerd and sure. people thought that was weird right yeah. but instead of getting all instead of getting ass hurt about it it drove me it drove me it motivated me to uh, you know, to do better, to well, you can on... still be political and not be like a fucking spurg about it, right? And that's the key, right? Yeah, you you were just now giving advice to other people on how to do that. So clearly, it uh, that's a case of bullying creating a positive outcome, right? Um, you know, it, it it encouraged me to you know improve myself improve myself and to be better yeah maybe i maybe i was spurging out a little you know too hard and in some cases you know it wasn't necessarily a negative thing i I, you know i i could have i could have broken down about it but i i didn't and i do think that that's where like a lot of people do kind of get a, a little you know miffed with the zoomers is because everything seems to come down to the fifis with them yeah but they also they do the most toxic forms of bullying to each other as well it's it's both like on the one hand it they, they have this like complete aversion to the concept of bullying as a generation and then on the other hand there's some of the most nasty sadistic um kind of uh uh what's the word i'm looking for passive aggressive uh, bullies that have ever done the fucking job of bullying right they will they will swat each other as a bullying thing yeah know? well and see that's the whole thing too is like that like as a as a concept like that wouldn't even that wouldn't even enter my mind to do that like like uh like yeah. my I've like, never I've never seen an instance of because there's lots of videos of people getting swatted, right? I've never seen an instance of somebody getting swatted that I actually thought was funny, right? Like ignoring the morality of the situation. I've just never seen one that I thought was funny. It's always very harrowing. No, the the one the one video I've seen, and I don't think it's even of a swatting per se, but but the one the one video I have seen that is kind of funny is is the meme of the SWAT guys like breaking through the wind <laughs> windows and the one and the one guy like comes through the roof. I think it's like a meme of 
of some kind like the the ladies and gentlemen we, we got him you know to be fair that's it's funny because it's so over the top right it's funny because yeah. it, it's funny because it is harrowing like i said and that and that's what i'm saying is like you, you see like the streamers getting swatted and it's not it's not funny right at least not to me it's it's um whether i like them or dislike them like even even Ralph getting uh, the called by the the Mexican authorities, it was like, oh God, I hope they don't like shoot him. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I, I, I like just from a comedy point, I don't understand why they think it's funny. But then from like obviously a moral standpoint, like that's attempted murder. Yeah, and and again, well, and then one thing that we talked about off air is how you know. That is one thing that the police need to reform, among yeah. other. Among yeah, well, other no, the cop. That that's the thing. Cops have to stop this. Uh, the the, uh, you're never gonna get these weird antisocial internet people to stop doing it, especially when they suffer no consequences. Uh, but but, if you can't catch them, there is behaviors among police that could be amended and reformed to prevent this problem from happening where because look there was a man killed by a swatting not that long ago and somebody sentenced to life in prison over it so it's it does get to that level they have killed dogs they've flashbanged babies like look cops can way go over the line sometimes and especially when they think there's a bad guy in there and he's about to hurt good people they tend to be on edge gung-ho ready to go of course they train for this especially SWAT teams they train for this kind of thing so the adrenaline's flowing they're ready to kick that door in and and, and let it loose man and that's a very unsafe environment and i do think that the police and the how dispatch relays information and uh, how they do wellness checks and all of this stuff really should be looked at uh otherwise i don't think we're ever going to solve the problem but we're especially not going to solve the problem if you're not arresting these people. Like, how many people in the, the in that Ethan Ralph sector get swatted all the time, and, and nobody's getting arrested for it? No, nobody's seeing any charges whatsoever. That's extremely concerning, uh, in a, in a much wider context to me. Yeah, it, yeah, it really it really is. Um... I mean, and that, and that doesn't that's not me calling for them just to, uh, you know, um, metaphorically lynch the first guy they suspect either. I want the people responsible caught. Right. Right. It, it, but the thing is, is it seems like that isn't happening. So what the alternative, what other alternative than police amending their behavior do we have? It's we can just let this continue we can catch the people doing it and show there are consequences or police can stop fucking doing it those are the only three options well they they need to they need to amend their procedures for sure yeah yeah and i i don't necessarily know how i'm i'm not suggesting a specific policy course it's just that look if cops are willing to just kick the door in and shoot people over a text to speech message which is literally what's happening in some cases. Yeah. This is a problem, right? Uh, you, you're going to trust. I understand that like there's people who are uh, deaf, disabled, whatever. They use text-to-speech for legitimate purposes. 
but it also provides clearly provides the anonymity and cover for these people to engage in that. And this is the thing. This this is why it all ties back. This is allowed to go on just fine. And YouTube wants to say me making a video about Johnny Fox's harassment. It's uh, mind blowing. Like, uh, yeah. like uh, you, you mentioned uh, Mr. Medica earlier. Like he's a cancer patient being swatted. Why is that not a big deal? Or the Vickers family, as I understand it, that uh, Mr. Vickers and his wife weren't even home the first time they got swatted. The first time I have to I have to fucking specify the first time because this happens all the fucking time. But and 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 I get angry because I was gonna say the first time it happened, they were out on a vacation and the the kids were home with their uh, adult daughter uh Faith. So it was a house full of fucking children. So you swatted a house full of fucking children. Right. You know, and, and, and nobody's gone to jail for this. Nobody's been arrested for this. So, okay, like, and, 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 and as I understand it, they did, like, walk the kids out at gunpoint. It, you know, they, they actually, at least the first time, now they yeah. know better. Now they give them a call. Now they uh, they let them know, hey, this has been said. Did you kill anybody? He's... He says no, and then it's fine. I get that. But that first time shouldn't have happened. There is no excuse for it. It was a text-to-speech call making absurd claims that could have been easily disproven by knocking on the fucking door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what needs to that's what needs like, and that that is the one thing that like confused me. Like, what is so hard at like to me, that's what a wellness check should be like knocking on the door, like. Mm-hmm. You know, like making a phone call to like, I, I mean, I know people don't have house phones. Anymore, no, I can understand that they, they are like, but, uh, I can understand being required to, to see to it in person because there is potentially a person in danger on the premises. I get that. Right. But you could still just knock on the door. We don't need the SWAT team with the fucking battering ram. Okay. We don't need it. For every fucking thing, especially if it's text to speech, and in the and then did they do a backtrace on it to find out if the location uh, matched the the place? Probably not. They probably got. I, what I imagine is, as I understand it, both Jim and the, and the Vickers are in kind of small towns, and it's probably the most exciting call that they've gotten in fucking years. And and so they they shine up their fucking boots and they get up and it's like the the beginning of the fucking old Ghostbusters cartoon where they're all getting right. or Batman suiting up or something right <laughs> and they're all fucking hyping themselves up they're probably listening to some fucking boomer rock like like we will we will rock you they're ready to go <laughs> and they fucking kick oh, yeah. a door in and it's a house full of fucking children. <laughs> what happens if what happens if you know mr hype themselves up militarized police with his fucking automatic fucking weapon kicks that fucking door in gets scared by a fucking little kid and shoots him in the head oh not only is it not yeah. impossible but it fucking happens all the time maybe not off of swatting <laughs> but we see police shooting in the line of duty not when they not necessarily should all the time it's it's no surprise that if you make this happen it's a much more dangerous environment. This particular topic gets me a little upset. No, Sorry, no, audience. Uh, no, I, uh, I'm laughing not because of the, not, not because of the topic necessarily, because of, but because you are so uh, 
but because you are so animated about it. No, no, I in this this also uh this also speaks to my libertarian uh you know thing of I don't agree with defunding the police, but certainly demilitarize the police to a certain to a certain extent. I prefer the term reform. I believe that we should reform police practice. That's that's the way I would say it. It's not as good of a slogan, but it's much more accurate. Yeah. Because no, I, I I don't think like there are cases, there are even some of the famous BLM cases. Uh Eric Garner is one of them. Eric what happened to Eric Garner never should have happened. The yeah. police the police were totally in the wrong there. He was he was selling loose cigarettes. Uh, doesn't require a chokehold. Sorry. Of course, uh, the, the instant uh, people, why the BLM doesn't really talk about it as much anymore is because the officer in question was a, a black uh, woman sergeant that actually applied the fatal stranglehold. Yeah. But yeah, there are cases like that. There are cases that even look, Black Lives Matter isn't necessarily wrong about police brutality. Just because they've acted inappropriately, I think that most of the young, you know, black people that were out there marching in their head, what they were marching for is police, please stop beating my ass and my friend's asses for no reason. Well, and if you can't, if you can't open your heart up to that plight, then I don't know, like you're probably uh, not a nice person. Well, this is another thing that I would actually love to have a guest on uh, about because I've heard black people say that like that Black Lives Matter started out as a good organization, but then got co-opted by, uh, you know, by I'm not going to say I think I think in terms of organization, I've always found it very distasteful. But the message and the very notion of it, look, I've experienced police brutality. So in my mind, I don't particularly think it's it's a universally just racial based issue. Right. But I do think that more black people live in poverty and more black people live together in poverty in major cities. And so are more subject to police, bigger police forces with more moving parts and more guys. And they, yeah, probably more likely to be on the receiving end of abuse. I, I don't see why that wouldn't be. And that doesn't necessarily mean the, yeah, the other thing is, look, and FBI crime statistics bear this out. They also commit more crime, violent crime. And, and this, the tragic part of that is against their own community. Yeah. So not only do they commit the most crime of, of any demographic, violent crime, but it's being perpetrated on black people by black people and yeah so police are in those neighborhoods because there's violent crime and they interact with people and they get jaded i think in a lot of cases and they they look cops again a cop as a profession is so, so high stress they have one of the highest divorce rates they have one of the highest uh, rates of mental illness they have one of the highest rates of drug abuse and and uh you know uh, abusing their spouse, actually, one of the highest rates of that as well. So it's just a powder keg. This is something that we should address. I think I think Republicans do themselves a service by just saying a disservice by just saying back the blue. 
There's more yeah. to it than that. Now, there's plenty of cops out there that act in, in good faith and are good people and uphold the law and are shining beacons in their community. And I would never say differently, but there are plenty that are bad and closing our eyes about it because it's, it's politically inconvenient is stupid. And one of the things I, I particularly liked about Trump during his administration was just that he tried to address that issue. You could argue about the 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 crime, uh, the, the, the reform bills, the criminal justice reform bill. Uh, you could say it wasn't as effective or uh, you could say, you know, it didn't do much. Uh, there's different arguments you can make about it, but at least the guy was open to like, let's talk about this. Uh, Biden hasn't done anything even close to that, you know, and he's supposed to be on that side of things. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's, that's the ironic thing is the party that the party that always talks about like reforming the police never, never do. Right. Right. Well, and, and let's not forget the Biden crime bill is, is part of why we're at this stage anyway. You know, he passed the crime bill in the nineties that, enforced uh what three strikes and you're out policies the severe uh crackdowns on crack cocaine in particular uh which yeah 100 percent was targeted at the black community because who the fuck else at the time was smoking crack mm -hmm. it didn't it, it wasn't in the suburbs okay it was targeted <laughs> it was very targeted you know and, yeah. and and look at the effects of it look the ravages of crack on the black community is fucking horrific. And then the ravages of the drug war to combat crack, I would argue, is probably worse. Either way, it's left a gener uh, you know, probably two generations completely dependent on the welfare system and without fathers in the home. And with yeah. no and with no role models other than either criminals, athletes, or rappers. Yeah, and and you know, and P it, and it makes you wonder if it's it if it's all by design too. Um, Sport. certainly there's an element of it, but I, I think it's just this the, the it's the natural outcome of the welfare state because the disparity that we're seeing in that all the, all of those categories I've mentioned, uh, single motherhood, drug abuse, mental illness, uh, on and on and on, Crim criminality, victim of uh, being a violent crime, on and on and on, um, the gap particularly divorce and single motherhood, by the way, is the number one cause of the or number one suspect on this list. It's the, the gap in the black community versus the white community on all of those uh, topics is being bridged super quickly. It's the well, the welfare state took a little longer to take effect in the poor white community. But when yeah. it did, it had the exact same effect. Oh yeah, no. Dave Chappelle has talked about that in his specials too. So it's it's uh because of the culture of of Black America, it was maybe easier to, to for it that effect to happen very quickly. But it's it's always going to be the effect of um, rampant welfareism. Indeed. All right. Well, how we fix it. I mean, that's a debate you could have for the next thousand years. Yeah, well, that's a debate we've been having for, you know, for several... About a thousand years. <laughs> no, two thousand. <laughs> so, yeah, and and I mean, wokeness... I mean, here's the thing. The, the term staying... The, the, the term being woke to, like, racial injustice isn't necessarily a bad idea in and of itself that premise but 
the way the way that it's been kind of uh i guess i don't know transformed uh you know maligned whatever you want to call it to just you know to be to just be like outrage culture that's where a lot of people have problems with it so right and it, and it's the distinction between um equality and equity right that's and 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 it's really slick that they do it that way where they they've slowly replaced equality with equity uh, because most people don't understand the difference because it's kind of nuanced where uh just you know if i i I'm sorry, audience, if I explain things that you understand, but when I introduce a term, I like to explain myself. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. So so equality, obviously, we all know is like expected. Everybody has the same starting point, right? Everybody, everybody has access to the same level of opportunity is equality, whereas equity is everybody has the same outcome, which is completely different. And so in order to achieve equity, uh, the, the tall man's legs must like my legs got to get chopped off because, because Sam's in a wheelchair. Right. So I got to be in a wheelchair. That's yeah. equity. Well, it's not, it, it's not right. And it, it, it doesn't fix Sam's problem. Right. And it, it just creates a problem for me, but the outcome is then the same. Well, and, and based on my uh educational background in technical writing and whatnot the other thing about equity and equality is visually if you see them printed on on a page equity and equality if you're just like scanning a page but not really reading it they look very similar yeah there's that um they can almost be confused but your your brain can misread the you know well, and, and because they're so well, similar people assume that they're synonyms which right is not the case right exa exactly but that you know that's a fairly common that's a fairly common mistake to you know to make so i and then that's why they use that word specifically too it's part it, of the exactly thing. a lot of the left stuff is little mental tricks like that i yeah i would say 90 i would say like 95 percent of it is psychological Mm -hmm. so yep uh so so in conclusion ladies and gentlemen on the youtube issue because we keep fucking going in circles on other things we find interesting stuff to talk about if you do any type of lull cow content back your shit up back your shit up right now because uh it's I, not going to be a great time for us in the future on youtube but that's okay because these other platforms are growing to a point where they're kind of sustainable yeah, and that that is one thing to kind of you know wrap up the show here. I do want to you know kind of point out. I I know that uh I know that Max brought up the Kurt Doolittle thing, but I do kind of want to address that real real quick. Uh, I really appreciate everyone who has you know tuned in to uh you know watch the episode, especially since we pre-recorded it and uh, you know did it beforehand a lot of people asked you know why we did that and that was because um kurt does not do live interviews he prefers to do you know pre-recorded podcasts and i don't know why that is but i don't you know it's just his preference so we go with what the guest you he know, doesn't wants, he so. doesn't talk to a lot of people like at all uh, yeah, he he did kind of make an exception for us, and we're like uh, eternally grateful to him 
and uh and propertarian institute and all that uh for for helping us out and uh you know like i've i've gotten dms from you know people saying that that was like a really inspiring interview and now they want to you know think of like getting into artificial intelligence and you know i like i'm i'm amazed like a lot of people were touched by that podcast i really appreciate it um also i mean i know that i know that people would prefer here's the other thing i will say about youtube kind of relating to this whole thing is i know that because youtube is the biggest right we all tend to go there just by default um but uh you know i think like i've been trying to watch more content on rumble and odyssey just you know breaking that habit and you know so i i think the more content appears on these alternative platforms i mean heck even spotify you know does video podcasts you know now uh, I think the more people get onto alternative platforms, I think it, you know, and actually give YouTube competition, I think the better it will be for all of us. So in the long run, I, I was unaware that they had video on Spotify. Now that's actually pretty cool. Uh, that's yeah. prob- that's probably where I'll watch uh, your show from now on. Then, yeah, the, yeah, that's that's where I've been. Well, they don't do they don't do live streaming yet, but uh, yeah, I mean that was. That was one of the cool things uh, about Joe Rogan going over to Spotify was in his, um, in hit he was kind of talking out the behind the scenes of that deal one day, and one thing he said when he was going over to Spotify was he was like we have to have video because that's a big part of our show, and if we're not doing both video and audio, then you know, I'm not doing the deal. So they, they basically created that, they basically created the video audio, uh, you know, multi-stream API for Rogan specifically. And we're like, well, why don't we just open that up to creators? So they did. And now like a lot of like other shows are doing, I think Joey Diaz is doing that show. I know Lux Friedman, like a lot of people who can do like sports shows are now doing that. So, um, you know, that's cool. Also rumble, uh, on their app allows background play, which is nice. So which, uh, YouTube, uh, tries to charge you money for. Yes. And sadly I am the, I'm one of the ones that has been paying for that, but, uh, you know, I think, well, the funny thing about that is the effect that that had with me is just drove me to when I'm out in a, or when I'm in a situation where I would turn off the screen to listen to something, I'm just going to do it on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. And that, and that's that's why our that's partially why our Spotify numbers. I mean, even before we got kicked off YouTube, that's you know, a lot of people would go to Spotify for that reason. So, but, but anyway, I wanted to thank you all for, uh, you know, tuning into the, you know, podcast that we did with Kurt. Um, that was, that was really a, a great experience and I'm glad everyone enjoyed it. Um, not sure who we're, who we're going to have on, uh, you know, on Wednesday, 
But the other thing is on Friday, we will be celebrating my 15 year anniversary of, uh, you know, me podcasting. So that'll be be fun. Big milestone. Big milestone. I, uh, I sent, I sent Max some of my old, old shit from Block to Credo, some of which is cringe, and I'm sure that he and Shmuley... I've been pouring over some of the content to try and find some clips that might make you laugh, so we'll maybe do that on the Friday show, see if I could get you uh, laughing at your old shit, because uh, some of it has made me laugh, and not at you, but with you. Right. Uh, well, there's some great content, actually. I was surprised how much better. I thought young Sam, I was thinking uh, probably was a little less confident, which is true. And uh, maybe didn't know what he was doing. But no, you, you had a Mac. <laughs> I, I, I did. Well, and see, I know I had a, I, I know I had a knack, but I also a lot of the content I haven't heard since I recorded some of that. So, like a lot of this stuff is, like I don't remember, I don't remember doing, and that that's the other thing is when you do, when you do X amount of podcasts, you don't always remember what show. Yeah, you know, you don't remember specific specific details of like a show unless it's like fairly recent so or like a big one like one that was like uh really relevant you know like i have some of those with uh i did so many uh episodes of my show about uh dave grady uh friend of the cringe coffee house long time and uh some of those episodes i've completely forgotten but i'll never forget when he got into a war of words with a guy that feeds cats right so or yeah. the time he yelled, he yelled racial slurs at his neighbor through a megaphone. That was that was also like a, I remember that show. <laughs> yeah. Well, and well, and then I'm also trying to find, uh, you know, the I'm actually trying to find the video of the interview I did with uh, Mr. Mike Sheely. Mr. I was I was nice to you. Um, I was nice to you. <laughs> really, Sammy? Which, uh, which you know, I, I, I can't believe, I can't believe that little old me created a whole, like that's one of the popular merch memes out there now, and I, you know, and I was partially responsible for that. So I know. Look, uh, Doolittle was responsible for a large chunk of the new viewership, but Merch was responsible for some of it too. You know, because uh, certainly I was absolutely humbled to notice that, like, my episode with you last week uh, was, you know, significantly higher than all the previous, uh, you know, things for about a year. So clearly, clearly, Mersh, thank you. Yeah, you really helped us out. Shout out to Mersh. May you live. May you live a thousand years. Yeah, may so. you live a thousand years and be happy for none of them. Uh, yeah. Not well. It's not like you have to tell him to be unhappy. Well, he will do it to himself anyway. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, I mean, there's a there's always listen. There's always you know Jesse's feeding him, giving him free food. I I don't know, especially in this economy. Like, if I were merch, I would be thrilled. You know, to have a fan like Jesse who. 
Imagine yeah. getting mad that people send you good takeout food. Because, like, for a while, that's exactly what they were doing. They switched over to coleslaw uh, because he was eating it all. But, uh, yeah, they were sending him, like, McDonald's. Or, like, they were sending him subs and pizzas and everything. Out, like, all the shit he liked. Specifically the shit they'd seen him eating before on stream or whatever. And this motherfucker. Like, I just, you know... Look, they tailor-made. They specifically sent stuff he would like. I'd probably eat it, too. That would probably work on me. I can't lie. I've been working hard at trying to lose weight. It's tough when you get close to 40. Uh, but if somebody if somebody served me up like a buffalo chicken sub at my door, I might fucking eat it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and at the very least, you know, if you're not going to eat it, you could give it to your kid, maybe. I don't know. But... Or a neighbor or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. Getting mad about the free food seems a bit ridiculous. Getting mad about getting sent thousands of pounds of concrete is understandable, <laughs> but still funny. But yeah, we just had to give, look, you know, we have to give 99% of the credit for the increase to to uh, to Kurt. But there's also a Mersh effect going where uh, he mm -hmm. fucking said horrific things about you. And... Shock of shocks, it made him the heel. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I, I just, and I just laughed about it. I didn't, I didn't remember one saying anything mean, uh, you know, back. I just laughed, laughed about it, and he was like, "Oh, you're gonna own it now." Um, no, yeah, no, I, you did, you did at the original point in time. I didn't uh, upload the second clip, but you did do a video. And the reason he's still mad about it, let's be honest, is because you logically proved that he is a retard. Because he fell for a fucking obvious prank. And you said it. And from that moment on, he's hated you. Because what other reason? He responded to the Veeb so quickly. I put it up. I didn't tag him in it or anything. So he's just searching his own name. Genius, genius anus did because he, oh, he went okay. after. Fair enough. He went out. He went after Genius Anus for for a bit too. But but the the thing of it is is Genius Anus, and it's kind of poetic. I'm about to say this. Genius Anus shits on me regularly because he's a literal he's a literal asshole. Um, yeah, I uh, love it that people take a cartoon talking <laughs> asshole avatar super seriously. I mean, and he says he says the most absurd fucking shit all all over Twitter, and they still they take it like he says he does his uh, journalism right, but separate from that, he says shit's fucking hilarious, and uh, I just don't understand why you take him super seriously. Well, well, Max, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're aware of this, but like according to the people I've seen online, you you are genius anus. I I'm not sure if you are aware of that, but. So um, I I've been told that uh, only by one dude, but you know it happens because also they were saying Genius Anus is uh, like five other people, and uh, that's true by the way. All all of that is true. We 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 are, you know, at the at the at the end of the day, the real the real the real Genius Anus was the friends we made along the way. So well. 
The funny part is uh, uh, Twitter actually banned his avatar now of the uh, just like from the cartoon show Assy McGee. And apparently they said it was not appropriate. So he made a new one. And I, I just said, well, doesn't that make you a uh, punished anus? <laughs> uh, the, 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 the new one looks like. The new one looks horrified. The new one looks horrified. Well, because the new one is the anus man, right? Because that's yeah. what certain certain crazy people call him. Yeah. The anus man's out to get him, you know? <laughs> it's like a fucking... He's like a, a children's, you know, bedtime story gone horribly wrong. The anus man. Uh, and, and, and here I am, like, I, I'm... I just try. I I'm I'm a full grown man, but but my sense of humor is so is so juvenile sometimes. Like that's just funny to me. The anus man, like that's just something like I would have made up in like junior high, or something like that. Like it's just juvenile, but it's it's funny and how absurd it is. Well, it's just funny people take that shit. Stop taking the internet so seriously. Even the new shit, it's like you should only take it so seriously. Live your life, man. We only get one shot. Go out there and touch grass. So find Jesus, touch grass, uh, talk to girls. That's my three rules for life, gentlemen. But anyway, uh, any other topics you want to bring up? Or I think we can call this a day, maybe, unless you have anything else. No, I, I nothing particularly this week. Uh, I do want to say, uh, so I'm looking into just to give the audience kind of a, a heads up of where we're at. Uh, we're bringing in guests, obviously, each week. We're going to do uh, try to do one guest. Um, looking at a couple people this week, I'm not sure to tell you who it's going to be. I don't know uh, necessarily yet. Uh, we have several pretty big guests coming up. And uh, the, obviously, the the Doolittle thing has helped out a lot because uh, it's good. And if you didn't watch it yet, please do. Let let me tell you how good it is, folks. I don't even watch my own stuff until like two weeks later, just because it, it's just a thing with me. I if I if I watch my own stuff the day after, um, like it feels like it feels like a movie I've seen too recently, right? Like I know all of, like the plot points and it's not interesting to me, mm -hmm. but I was able to actually separate myself like from the host role and listen to the conversation with Kurt as like an audience member. And I actually feel like I gained more insight from listening to Kurt the second time around mm -hmm. As opposed to, you know, listening to him because I, I wasn't playing host. I was actually able to listen to him as like an audience member, if that makes sense. And it, it was it was really good. It's so. only an hour and it and it's so densely packed with information and uh, interesting tidbits. Um, I highly recommend it. I've watched it three times now because the first time I just watched it to watch it. Of course, I I. I uh, wasn't uh, a part of the actual interview. I left that to uh, you and uh, and Shmuley just because he knew Kurt. So in case you missed anything, he would be there to ask questions. And the dynamic between the three of you was great. Um, but then I watched it two more times because I was uh, I was pulling clips. 
Uh, so you can find those clips. Sam's retweeted them. Uh, and if you like the clip, uh, the whole thing is just full of them. Like I could have, I could have made like 20 clips out of it, but I didn't want to overload everybody. Oh yeah. Well, and, and we'll parse them out over the week probably. So, yeah. So, but. yep, we got interesting people lined up. I will say that we're going to try and get even more interesting people. And, uh, you know, our, our good friend Marsh said, we'll never been bigger than him. Uh, well, that's true. You are very fat, but I think we're doing pretty okay. Well, yeah, we don't bought our viewers either. So that helps, but. Anyway, uh, well, you know, regardless, we'll be here for Monday, for Wednesday, I mean, whether or not that's, uh, you know, with a guest or just us, you know, maybe we'll have more news on the Trump thing by then. We'll talk about that. I don't know, but we'll see for sure on Mon on Wednesday and then again on Friday, folks, and should be a good week. So thank you for watching and uh, we'll see you Wednesday. God bless America. Thanks for listening to The Whitfield Report on the NGC Network. Please visit Sam's website at www.thesamwhitfield.com and support Sam on Patreon at patreon.com slash whitfieldreport. Until next time, God bless, God save this great nation, and God, freedom, legacy, in that order.